today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. It's always a nervous time around Queen's Park when the Auditor General uh, makes their reports, uh, especially for the people that are in government. Joining us to talk about this is Richard Brennan, retired journalist with the Toronto Star, who covered Queen's Park and Parliament Hill, for that matter, for many, many years. Richard, how are you today? Hi, Bill. How's it going? Excellent. Uh, you miss these days when the auditor's there and you can uh, hold the government's feet to the fire. The, the, the scrum sessions are always great after she does her report. Oh, absolutely. Well, this, the, the timing of this is perfect because her annual report just like Christmas for a reporter. <laughs> there are always crazy stories of uh, money being spent here and there, money ac- unaccounted for, uh, you know, bridges that are built upside down, uh, cruisers, uh, OPP cruisers that they can't account for, and the list goes on of the things I've covered over the years. Now, you people that are listening to this right now, Brad, you're going to say, well, yeah, that's kind of a, that, that's, those are all true. <laughs> These are oh, all no, things absolutely. that have come up in past reports. No, no, absolutely. It, it is just a gravy train of information uh, on the government. I know the government's always uh, you're a bit uh, tenuous so when, when this uh, comes up, but Right now, this is this is just perfect fodder for uh, Premier Ford. Well, especially because let's face it, I'd say ninety percent, ninety nine percent of what's going to be in uh, Ms. Lissick's report today is about the wind government. Oh, absolutely! And I got to tell you, I, I mean, he's he's said publicly that he's a big fan of Bonnie Lissick. Well, he may be now. <laughs> Ask him a year from now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he quoted. He quoted her her uh, last report all during the campaign, and uh, she looked at something like I forget eighteen different departments and projects, et cetera, et cetera, and and uh, talked about a billion dollars that could have been saved, and and he's he's saying he can rely on her to find or help rely on her to find that six billion dollars he needs. So this is, I mean, this is just. If you're a liberal, if you're one of the seven-member liberals, you're, this is a day you just want to, you don't want to show up. Yeah, but at the because, same time, I mean, you know, you, you already killed them in the election. You can't, you know, you, you dig them up and kill them again. I mean, you know, what's dead is dead. But, uh, you know, they tried to put the nail in the coffin. I heard yesterday at Queen's Park, the NDP wouldn't even allow the liberals to ask a question in question period. So, I mean, they are a non-entity right now. Oh, no. It, I mean, they couldn't be... You know, how deep can you bury them? And that's basically what we're talking about here. Well, we'll find out in about an hour, won't we? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, you, you just, you kind of have to feel sorry for them because, I mean, they they were obliterated in the election and, and now they're going to have scorn heaped on them. You and know, there, there'll be lots of it. One of the areas, actually two of the reports, I'm told, uh, are, are going to deal with Metrolink. So there, I mean, there's, I guess, that much stuff uh, that they've uncovered and want to present here. Now, now we know about Metrolinks because of what's going on with the LRT project here and, and, you know, the back and forth on this stuff, Richard, and I know you're well acquainted with that. Uh, This is nothing compared to what Metrolinks has been involved with in the GTA. Oh, no. Well, this is the second uh, kick at the can uh, for her with respect to Metrolinks that I know of. I mean, she's so... They're they're getting they're getting taken to task here again, and from what I hear, uh, you know, probably rightly so. Well, I mean, you know, there are a couple of ghost stations: uh, one in Scarborough, one in Vaughan. Uh, the planned Kirby stop in the riding previously represented by Stephen Del Duca. Uh, that was he's a good friend of uh, Rob or uh, Doug Ford's. Uh, yeah. The Lawrence East stop, and the, which actually was one of John Tory's uh, uh, things in his Smart Track plan. 
and and I got to figure that she's not going to come back and say yes. You know what? Everything was fine. Uh, you know she's going to find some black marks here, and that's that's exactly what Ford's looking for here. Oh no, he's he's you know he can say just like I told you during the election. You know they were spending money like drunken sailors, and there's money unaccounted for, etc., etc., etc. I mean this he can grandstand on this for a while, quite frankly. Uh, they're going to look as at Metrolink. Uh, consultants and advisors. Uh, every auditor report over the last how many years now, Richard has looked at, uh, at consultants and advisors and said you really shouldn't be doing this. Uh, and they all nod and say, "Yeah, you're probably right," but they go ahead and do it. It doesn't matter who's in the corner office at Queens Park. It just seems to be the way business gets done at Queens Park. No, it's absolutely true. Then they use consultants uh, quite a bit. Uh, a lot of it. It's almost like they don't trust the people that work for them. Uh, that's what I always thought when I saw. You know, sir. I mean, there's things that you have to use consultants for. I understand that, but there's there's times you don't have to. You can just you've got very you know there's very good staff uh, in the uh, uh, public or the civil service of you know with various expertise that they don't seem to draw on. They just seem to think that somebody it's like the old thing. You know, you they, you hire somebody from the outside to tell them what you already know. And that's that's what happens. And and there's a lot of money spent. But like I say, there and, and you know, on certain occasions, there you have to hire consultants. Well, she's got to delve into healthcare, and I know she does this in the annual report, or the auditor general does. But Ms. Lissick has in the last couple uh, about OHIP spending, and one of the major points, a very contentious point, obviously, is out of province and out of country medical treatment. Uh, anybody who's needed it said there's not enough money there. Anybody who has sat here and said, "What are we doing this for?" It's a very controversial issue, and and the numbers, I'm, I'm sure, when she presents these, are going to be staggering. Oh, oh, they will be They're, for sure. And I mean, you can't help. The auditor, you know, the general can't help but look at, you know, healthcare spending because it's forty percent of the budget, or nearly forty percent of the budget. So, you know, you you have to keep a rein on that the the best you can. And well, I'll I'll be interested to see just what kind of numbers she racks up in terms of out, you know out of country expenses. Well, yeah, we hear the stories anecdotally, but actually, she'll she's the ones that she'll total these whole things up, and it's going to be rather remarkable. In your experience, has has a government ever accepted the Auditor General's report and said, "Yeah, you're right. You know, we can do better. We, let's fix this, 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 and this as per the report." And invariably, I, I'll recall they usually just get defensive about it. Well, that's only really happened in recent years, Bill. Uh, I know the liberals; they they got quite indignant and. You know, at one point, one of the ministers, and I can't remember his name at the point, uh, uh, Bob um, from Ottawa. Anyway, he basically... What, Chirelli? Yeah, Chirelli. He basically... For, former mayor. Yeah, basically said she was a liar. <laughs> and, I mean, and that's just un- unbelievable. I mean, all the other governments that I have covered before the hand, right from <clears throat> Bill Davis on, which would accept the auditor report, Say, you know, and just say, you know, it's, you know, we'll look at the recommendations. We take her recommendations very seriously, whether they do or not. But they publicly, that's their face they put on it. But it was the liberals for unknown reasons just always pushed back and said, you know, she, uh, her, her numbers, I know, I know what he said now. Basically, she couldn't, you know, you can't, you can't rely on her numbers because she can't add or something to that effect. 
But they carried on that theme. I mean, even oh, when did, right even right when D'Souza it. was the finance minister, and every time she did a report, they just they pushed back and said, you know, she's not to be believed. She's she's out to get us. That was it. Uh, and uh, yeah, saying, well, you don't understand. Uh, yeah. Uh, you don't get this, you don't get that. and Because uh, I know that she, uh, of course, when the hydro plan was announced by the wind government last year, uh, and, and they talked about how it was going to reduce hydro bills, and, and she was quite obviously uh, direct in her criticism of that, uh, especially the, the bookkeeping methodology that uh, Mr. Souza used, uh, which is essentially to say that it's going to be paid for by the entire power corporation, and she suggested it needs to go on the government books, and apparently that's what the Ford government's doing now. Well, putting on uh, yeah, well, they're putting it back on the government, which is why their deficit number is so much larger. Oh, that's that's you know that's exactly right. And uh, I, I just thought the way they were doing it before with the liberals, you know, taking that off and putting it under the, I guess I can't remember if it was under OPG or what it was, but they put it under the umbrella of hydro, so to speak, and they and the cost and they took all that cost off the books to make it look better. You know, to balance so-called balance the books, which never happened as far as I'm concerned, the liberals. And it just, it was, uh, you know, I know Ford calls it cooking the book, but I might call it flimflamery. It was just, it just wasn't right. And and obviously they paid a price for that. I mean, they got kicked out of government. But And I've heard the same the same Hillary stuff we heard from, uh, you know, the U.S. campaign, lock her up, throw her in jail, et cetera. But, but you've been covering politics long enough to know there's a, there's a big difference between a lousy government and, and illegal government. And uh, there's, there's a solid line that can be crossed there. But I'm not so sure that past governments have done this. But there have been some very questionable policy decisions made by governments who try to defend, I guess, the indefensible. Well, particularly when you're trying to you're trying to portray your government as a, a good bookkeeper, and you know, and you're trying to watch the pennies when, when in fact you're, you you're trying to hide some of the expenses. And I don't know how other way which way to put it, but it did hide the real cost of what what was being spent on on uh, what like what ratepayers were spending on hydro or on electricity. So. I mean, that wasn't right, but they thought they were doing the right thing. So, you know, this lock them up business and that they're crooked and all that, it's just rhetoric. Every, every government does something that they think is right and maybe isn't, and because it really benefits them. But in terms of being illegal or, or stuff like that, it's just I don't buy it. Well, most of what's in Bonnie Lissick's reports over the last number of years, I, I don't want to put, paint everything with one brush, but it's a lot of the time it's bureaucratic oversight or lack of bureaucratic oversight. And, uh, the, you know, we talked about a couple of those programs, uh, the Hydro Plan, obviously, and, uh, in, especially under McGinney's plan with some of the contracts that you order for the wind farms, et cetera. But even Orange Ambulance and eHealth, uh, which were obviously two very necessary programs, and costs just ran away from the government. And and the question I always had was, where is the government ministry looking after this? Where is their oversight? Why do they have to wait for an annual report from the Auditor General to find out there were mistakes made? Uh, well, that's funny you should raise that, because I always, I maintain, and I, and I, when I was still on the job and even now, I think there should be an oversight ministry that has does nothing but look and, and try to manage the cost of various large projects. Because that's every computer project that this government has taken on 
in my time at Queen's Park, has turned into just a fiasco. It's caused billions of, hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars more, to introduce a uh, program, a computer program, than it should have. And it seems to happen every time. It's like, it's like Groundhog Day. Every time there's a computer program, a new computer program introduced, it the costs just go up astronomically. Because nobody seems to be paying attention. You well, know, somebody it. will send an email and say, we need more money for this. Okay, just sign off and give it to them. They don't, they don't seem to follow up on any of this stuff. And that's how, that's how Orange Ambulance uh, went, went crazy. I mean, who knew that the guy they put in charge of that was buying condos with money, et cetera. And, else, it, it's like, and Deb Matthews was the minister in charge at that particular time. She's not a, a stupid lady. I mean, she, and I understand she's got other responsibilities. But at the same time, you know, somebody has to sit down there and say, look, at you keep an eye on this and let well, me know. Yeah. Is she responsible or is it the people who run the ministry who's responsible? I mean, sure, the buck stops with her or him. But these people are being paid good money. To manage the government. And I think sometimes they fall absolutely flat on that. And that's where you get, you know, you get these kind of reports from Bonnie Lissick. Yeah, they use government as an ATM. Yeah, well, you know, the, the well is bottomless. And the minister is usually the last one to find out about it, which I find frustrating. And, I mean, you you know more about the day-to-day work of a minister, and a lot of the time, uh, you know, they're all over the province, depending on which ministry it is. They've got other things to do, uh, other groups to meet with. I get that. But, uh, boy, somebody has to, you know, as you say, watch the, the you know, the numbers and, and see what's going on. And, and basically, that's what the Auditor General does. And I, I agree with you. I think the government of the day, whether it's this one or whatever party it's going to be, should be doing that, and let, let's put the fire out before it becomes an inferno. Well, absolutely. I mean, you, you they hire and they hire these consultants to come in and to look at something or other. Well, if you're if you're hiring a consultant to, you know, look at a new computer program, well, they should carry the can. I mean, they're they're the ones that should be held accountable. But they're not, and it all comes down to, at the end of the day, being a chapter, a chapter in her the auditor's report. But the money being spent is, you know, you can understand why people, your viewers or listeners, I should say, become frustrated because there's just they look at money that just seems to be wasted. There's something in that report today that will be prove interesting and boy will it be fodder for the with the for the Ford gang and that's they're going to look at uh, welfare yeah Ontario and, works yeah Ontario works and you know, you know that it's not going to be pretty it never is and boy that'll that'll play right into his uh the position he's taken uh, already on you know re- reforming welfare so look out for that yeah, and he's uh, used, well, the past report from last year from Ms. Lissick, obviously, to justify some of the social service moves he's made, uh, killing the basic income program uh, and obviously freezing the uh, the uh, social assistance rates, especially the OW and uh, ODSP <laughs> rates that have gone on. And so it's going to be interesting to see how they respond to this. So, I mean, it, 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 this, is, this is really kind of a, a turnaround, though, isn't it, uh, Richard, when you look at this? Because invariably, the sitting governments are the ones that are, you know, wiggling in their seats when this is on. Uh, they're salivating at this because they can basically oh. use this to justify pretty much anything they want to do now, saying, see, it's even worse than we thought. 
And these aren't our numbers, they're her numbers. And the trouble, the thing is, that this, this will continue for a while because you know how money moves slowly through the system. So a lot of, this, even a lot of the stuff that she'll look at, let's say beginning, you know, at March or April 1st, will be some of the hangover from the, the Liberal government. So, I mean, they'll, they'll start taking a look at some of what the Tories are doing, but it won't really matter for a while. Well, it'll be interesting to see what kind of malfeasance or, or poor management or whatever you can call it happens under their watch. And you know it's going to happen. It always does. Well, what about that? Because you've seen this happen when the reverse has been true. There's somebody who's been sitting in opposition, and it's happened with all of them. It happened with uh, with Dalton McGiddy as opposition leader. It happened with others. And they see how the government squirms in their seats and, and gets lambasted for these reports. And then they become premier in, the, in a subsequent election. You'd think they'd say, hey, I don't want to be in that position. I'm going to make sure that this is going to run smoothly. And it never seems to. Oh, of course not. You know, Meet the new boss the same as the old boss. Yeah. It, it never changes. And I, that's, I guess, is an, an, another frustration is that, you know, a government, take, oh, a new government come in and say, we're going to be different, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, you know, we'll, we'll watch the pennies and et cetera, et cetera. And they may for a while, but they lapse right into, uh, you know, being government again. Well, it's uh, always an interesting read, and uh, we'll sure be talking to the uh, Auditor General about this in the next day or two. Richard, thanks as always. Great talking with you again today. Okay, Bill. Thanks a lot. Take care. Richard Brennan, of course, who covered Queen's Park for many, many years. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.